Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is BOC Live for Monday, June 8th, 2020. We are in solidarity with those that seek justice and reform. People of color have been mistreated and justice carried out unequally or not at all for far too long. This is true on the cannabis front and in larger society overall. Black lives matter. In our newsletter this week, which came out this morning, we seek to amplify voices we have found thoughtful and passionate and meaningful. Specifically, we encourage you to read Von Mala Summeranium, Ica Washington, and Jeremy Jacob. We will continue to share works that we have found meaning, meaning and purpose in uh, through our social channels as well as on BFC Live. We encourage you to watch BFC Live from Friday with Ica Washington, a passionate voice who is calling out the cannabis sector. BFC Live is a video and podcast production of the business of cannabis. Since 2017, through our web, social, video, and podcast channels, as well as real-world and virtual events, we've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis industry. We encourage you to explore all that we do at businessofcannabis.ca. Upcoming, in a few moments, we will have our first answer to our Ask the Act expert segment. Uh, we'll be joined by Sherry Boudram of CanDelta, the official regulatory advisory of Business of Cannabis. A great question came in, which she will answer. But first, our sister publication, Report on Psychedelics, released two new podcasts this week, a weekly briefing and a conversation with Trevor Miller of MAPS Canada. Thank you, as always, to the Neo Exchange for their support of Report on Psychedelics. Tomorrow, we will connect with Vetrina Group right here on B of C Live. They are retail strategists and consultants. They will be joining us to talk about the future of retail writ large and about cannabis specifically a post, well, during and post-COVID. Uh, Wednesday, as always, we'll be joined by BDSA, our official insights partner, for another deep dive into their best-in-class data and analytics. In case you missed it last week, they did an unbelievably deep dive uh, to the BC cannabis consumers. Thursday, we'll be sharing updates uh, about Cannabis Forward, our networking series. And Friday, we'll be talking IT with Alcit, specifically about protecting data and privacy for your consumers and patients, no matter your company size. As always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you to our partners, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, and BDSA for their ongoing support of all things business of cannabis. This week's Ask, Ask the Experts, uh, the question comes in from Malka LaBelle of the Green Generation Company. She is asking a question of Sherry Boudram from CanDelta. Enjoy. Sherry, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Well, this is the first answer to the Ask the Experts uh, presented by CanDelta, our official regulatory advisory of Business of Cannabis. So this is getting pretty exciting. It is. And we put the call out last Monday, and now this is Monday again, and we are coming mm -hmm. back to you for an answer. So um, shall I get to the question from um, Malka LaBelle? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Hi, I'm Malka LaBelle, the founder of the Green Generation Company. And my question is, why can't the regulations around packaging, marketing, and promotion of cannabis be lifted or relaxed? What is the barrier to that? They are causing um, excess cost and waste and perpetuating the stigma that cannabis is bad and prohibit companies from really educating the public of all ages on the product. 
How do you recommend this be rectified as it is only helping the black market sellers who are more consumer focused and environmentally conscious than the legal industry right now? Okay, well, I mean, she raises a very good question. I think a lot of people have that in mind. Um, for those that are not familiar with the Canadian packaging and labeling laws and, you know, laws around marketing and, and promotions, you know, as we know, it's very strict, especially around marketing and promotion. Um, plain packaging is something that's, that's out there. It, the, the packaging is very limited. The, the labeling requirements, uh, you know, there's a lot of prescriptive, very prescriptive factual information that goes into the label. And if you think about it with all that information, you know, having very specific text sizes, having warning labels, standardized symbols, nutritional information for, for things like edibles. If you're thinking about putting that on a package, you know, the package of course will become very bulky after a while, right? Um, so, I mean, with all that information, the package needs to accommodate it. Well, let's, let's kind of just take it a, a step back and think about the reason for having the packaging and labeling and, and all these regulations um, that we do have currently. So the regulations right now are set up really to fulfill some very fundamental objectives um, from Health Canada and, and the cannabis program, and that's protecting the safety of Canadians and also protecting youth. And let's remember that these objectives were also very strongly reiterated and supported in public consultation during the draft period of these, of these regulations. And that's what's really been brought into the final regulations that are enacted. And I mean, all this being said, you know, governments do take a very strict approach when they're looking at the regulations, especially around, you know, this kind of scenario. And it's always easier to loosen the regulations after a period of time once it's been shown that there, you know, has been compliance over a period of time, you know, and it's always easier to reduce the regulations after a period of time. And this isn't uncommon to many other regulated industries that are out there. And it all comes down to safety. You know, if, if the products are demonstrating that, you know, things are being safe over a sufficient period of time, there's opportunity for the government to be able to relax some of these regulations. Will it ever be lifted? You know, I don't think so. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I really don't think so. I mean, there's, there's a reason behind why these regulations exist. And again, it goes back to, to safety. So, I mean, safety, I guess, is a common theme. It is really the quote unquote barrier. I don't know if you want to call it a barrier necessarily, but that's the objective. That's the main focus of Health Canada and the products need to be safe as long as they're being demonstrated as safe and potentially loosening some of these regulations may still allow it to be safe. And those are things that Health Canada is considering. They're actually going to be reevaluating the regulations come October. And that's an opportunity for potential improvements to, to some of the regulations that we're seeing right now. Yeah, and she's also correct, as she stated in her, her question and then sort of the comment after the question, is that the unregulated industry doesn't have these regulations, right? right. And, and, it's so, and, and that is also true. Um, and I guess the, the question is, in thinking about sort of revisiting the Cannabis Act in the coming year, like mm -hmm. what will be the factors? I mean, obviously safety, health, the regulatory side, which is, is this now will still exist, as will this idea that the unregulated market is still in business. Right and, and thriving. Like, where does the, where does one find the balance? I mean, you have a health Canada background. Where do, where does one find the balance on the regulatory side or the policy side? That mm -hmm. like, how do you weigh these things? I guess that's a I, yeah. A, yeah yeah. I mean, that's that's a good extension to you know the thought behind you know what health Canada is thinking, what everyone else is thinking. Um, it, it is a fine balance. It 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 really what's really supporting 
you know, the main point of legalization is really to provide safe product, right? Safe, healthy product that we know is safe, the consumers know is safe. Um, we know from the packaging that the product has been tested, that uh, the, the companies are liable. There's testing for heavy metals. We know that that's not in there. There's, pest, there's no pesticides. There aren't solvent, you know, residual solvents like butane when you're, you know, producing products like shatter. You know, so there's a lot of information that's on there and it's, it is encouraging those people who are not, you know, you know, everyday consumers or that are kind of, you know, on the fringe of, you know, should I enjoy cannabis? Should I get into that? It is showing them that there, there are safety measures that are in place and that it's dissuading them from, from the black market or the illicit market, I, I actually prefer to say. Yeah, um. <laughs> fair. Um, and I get, yeah, I mean, it's such an interesting, you know, it, it, this, is, this comes up really on, on lots of fronts, right? It comes up on brands that want to advertise, right? Like what is, right. what is safe and healthy and what, you know, it's not a product packaging, but it is a marketing regulation fact, right? There is a marketing component, similar there with is. signage, right? All, all these things are not wrapped up in the same, but are, there is a similar through line with the regulatory environment that there are some that say it's too strict and we can't operate. And then mm -hmm. there, are, there are others that say it's strict for us, it's strict for you, it's strict for everybody. Let's mm -hmm. operate within it. And I think that is the, that's the, that's the juicy part from an industry perspective. It's like, how do you find the way to operate within the guidelines that are the same for everybody? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's very true. I, I mean, I'm not a marketer. I'm not creative at all. But there are I've seen oh, some very creative. <laughs> I've seen some very creative, you know, marketing initiatives that are out there in, in branding, and you know, and they're still doing it within the regulation. So it, it is possible. You have to be a little bit more creative, um, and the legal market does have that benefit of being able to publicly market. You know, the, the illicit market can't do that. You know, it's still kind of just you know the word on the street of where to go, but they, they can't really, you know, publicly do that. And that, that is definitely a benefit as, as strict as these marketing regulations are. Yeah. Well, we are excited about this whole ask the experts type of thing. Cause I know there's lots of questions. We have questions. I know lots of other people have questions. We're going to come back to you guys every week with an answer, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and we, we encourage folks watching this that follow the channel that no can Delta or not, we want them to ask questions so we can come back every Monday with an answer. So Sherry, thanks for joining us here today. Malka LaBelle, thank you so much for the question. We hope this answered it for you. And everybody else, um, keep asking away. Thank you.